Welcome to the Recon Podcast. In today's episode, we reflect on the season so far, answer some questions submitted by you, talk about what's coming up for Recon this year, and even bring up some deeply personal stories that should have never seen the light of day. Please enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Recon Podcast. Hi. Oh. <laughs> what was that? Hi. Hi. She's feeling sexy today. I'm feeling hungover because it's New Year's Day and I had a wild New Year's Eve last night. <laughs> wow. Well I'm done. Just setting time and place. Yes, well done. It's New Year's Day. And we're all in we're all recording the podcast on New Year's Day. Live. Sure. Okay. <laughs> um well anyway, today you have the pleasure of having all four of us um, and we're going to do a bit of a Q&A um, a bit of a vibe check considering we've done a couple of episodes now um, and just see how everyone's doing so um, I'm Matt Sandy uh, I'm O'Billy Happy New Year I'm Scully Happy New Year uh, Antoine AGFS71 Happy New Year okay so 2021 let's reflect back on 2020 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's remember that because it was it was a great year. <laughs> Tumbleweeds, it was, crickets. It was a great year for women in music. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I'm joking. Um, so we had a couple of um, podcast episodes. Um, we launched the podcast. Anyone? What were your favorite episodes? Wait, I will prefix. Sorry, I should have said beforehand. Pick an episode that you weren't a part of. <gasps> yeah. So. I'll start with Matt because she Ooh. looked at me funny. <laughs> um, I think my favorite one was actually the Kink and Kems one. Seeing I've spe- I've seen David speak before um, about sort of the fetish scene and the relationship with Kems, and like he's so knowledgeable, and it was really lovely to have him and have that discussion as well with um, Antoine and Will. So. Yeah, I think that was my favorite. I think that was one of my favorites as well. I feel like I was in the room when you were recording it and I didn't realize just how deep you both were going to go about it. And I think it was a really quite revealing episode. In some ways for me, it was quite hard to listen to because obviously I have a whole relationship with Kems as well. But like, yeah, I think it kind of hit a nerve with a lot of people. Yeah, it was actually quite hard to listen to back to you myself and stuff. Because you know me, I'll, I'll, I'm an open book in lots of ways. Um, well, not all of it. A lot of it was fine. But there were some sections where I was a bit like, oof, I can't believe I revealed that. But, you know, I'm glad you did. And I think it's good to be honest. So, yeah. I think my favorite one was the Body Image uh, podcast that you guys did with James. It was so much fun to listen to. <laughs> and I actually wish I was in the studio while you were recording it because I would have loved to have just watched how animated you all were. I was visualizing it in my head and I was thinking, they're all crazy and okay. I want to be in there. I want to see it. I want to see the video well, of the recording. That yeah. brings me to yours because like, um, you know, the black and kinky one and stuff like, I mean, obviously I know all the people who are involved because obviously we know Nate as well, but like from from things I've heard, the laugh could be heard like down the road so, and stuff. So, <laughs> so I, was, I was in the office and all I heard periodically was howling and laughing (laughs) and like there was so many times I was sitting and doing something and there was just like these constant shocks and jolts because like it would go quiet and then all of a sudden there'd be like 
eruption of laughter. What it's you, very distracting. What you didn't know <laughs> is that that, hour, that conversation went on for about four hours yeah. and having to cut it down to an hour and a bit was a genius move by Matthias. So well, round of applause to Matthias. He edits all of the podcasts uh, for us and makes us sound really good. The silent hero of the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that like feedback wise, what have you guys received? I've, I've received obviously quite a bit, but is there anything in particular that has <laughs> struck out to you? Uh, I mean, people just keep telling me that, <laughs> that I'm brave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's dear. a good thing or a bad thing, but yeah. Um, you that's, are, you that's are brave. Me. You are so brave. <laughs> Stupid more like, but yeah. No, um, I've had quite a bit of good feedback as well in terms of, I didn't realize that people liked my voice, which I don't really like. They're really like, oh, you should, you should. I know I'm figuring up myself here, but <laughs> I don't care. No, but it's weird. I don't normally like my voice. It's, it's the same. Voice. I don't like the sound of my voice either. But I think what's been really good is the feedback, I think, overall from the whole session of podcasts has been, uh, even though mixed, I think very well received. Mm. Um, you know, I was just telling the guys this morning, I got messages from at least two people um, who'd mentioned that they've only just discovered the podcast. And one of them told me that he discovered it yesterday and literally binge listened to all the episodes in one day. Oh. I think the other thing that's been really good is, you know, people coming back and saying that they're finding what we've got to say uh, quite helpful and yeah. that they actually enjoy listening to us. And I think that's going to be really relevant to any podcast. Yeah. If people like the sound of your voices and they appreciate what you have to say, um, they're listened. So hopefully we can and keep it going and get more listeners in. I think it's been really interesting to see like where in the world this has kind of reached. Like obviously we live in an internet age and like everything is global, but just like random places. Like I always speak about the buttfuck Idaho person who has like no connection to the fetish world, but you know, this has kind of touched them and you know, places in Australia, we've had feedback from America. Um, but yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, it does like when I pull the data and stuff for the monthly reports, which is <laughs> um, which I'm sure they're really interested to No, no, about. but there's this there's one guy, uh, wherever you are up there, uh, I think it's somewhere in upstate New York, and he's listened so many times to every episode, but I just think a round of applause for that guy. <laughs> yeah. uh, well done upstate New York. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So, um, okay, we, we've had a few people sending questions. So shall we dive into some of them? Yeah. I'm going to start with this one because, <laughs> because I just think it's interesting. was wondering if any of you were ticklish and if anyone had experienced any tickling fetish or would be open to tickling. Um, <laughs> I, I'd say that I'm like a Kinsey free on the ticklish scale. So like I, I can be ticklish, but it's not like, I'm not like, I don't know. It depends on the situation, really, or who's doing the tickling. But I was going to say, um, I would be into it. After watching the the 2016 <gasps> documentary Tickled, um, I thought the only way I could really experience tickling to that level was if I was going to be blackmailed and think of it to my family. <laughs> um, that dog is so good. That it's so dark. What is it about? Tickled. So um, it's like these two documentary makers who sort of do like like weird things. Louis they, Fru, yeah, right. they um, they start exploring the world of like online tickling, 
And there's a guy, uh, Terry Tickles, who, um, what a name. I mean, spoiler alert, like it all comes, it takes a very dark turn very dark. and um, it turns out he's been blackmailing like straight guys and like he's actually been to prison and it's Terry like, Tickles. Terry but Tickles. I would like to clarify that I'm sure not all tickle fetishes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, that, it's a very one, you know. But um, that, I think that was my, uh, that was my introduction into the tickling community. And I was like, Fair play. I'm quite ticklish, but I just remember as a kid, I hated being tickled because oh, it just rendered me completely helpless. And yeah. I don't like that feeling. You're just turning someone on with that. That makes yeah. it more appealing well, for someone. Well, AJFS71. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, like get, I don't know. get <laughs> this. I'm so ticklish. Like I'm talking about like to the point where I'll wet myself. I'm that ticklish. Huh? So there's another load of people just interested. <laughs> like, honestly, if I if I'm tickled, it, it it's instant. Like I want to wet myself. I mean, I like to laugh. I like that aspect of tickling, but I just don't want to wet myself in the process. No, ideally not. No. Yeah, I think the idea of like intim- intimate touching and sort of like tickling, then like yeah, like that's something. I'm quite tactile, so that's okay. I think the idea of someone like pinning me down and tickling me like a creepy uncle, like <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm good, fine. <laughs> Okay, let's take a question from our good friends at Regulation, Europe's premier kink destination for kink and toys. Um, This is quite a general question, actually, but I'm interested to hear what everyone has to say about this. When does vanilla become kink? Hmm. I don't know how I'm interpreting that question. When does vanilla become kink? I think I've I've got a personal one. From the time I was in primary school, I always remembered that I loved looking at the other guys in their speedos and especially like getting in high school, getting on the track field, because I was in the track and field team. And of course you're in your, you know, you're running tights, you're running leggings and I mean, all the bulges and everything else shows. Well, this was just something that I just thought I just really like and I fancied and I found really sexy and I never realized this thing that I was assumed was just vanilla was actually a kink until I came onto the scene and then discovered that there was a whole scene around lycra mm. and jock straps and underwear and speedos and tights and things like this. I never realized it was a, a kink. I mean, if I'm thinking about it in the really simplest of terms, mm. that's when my vanilla became kinky. And then I realized, oh, okay, so then I must be. Okay, I've got something. What about someone, if someone has a kink for... I suppose vanilla sex would be, the most vanilla sex would be what? Missionary position. So what if you had a kink for the missionary position? Is that, is that, is that, does that qualify? Well, I mean, missionary can happen in a kinky kind of way. You can just restrain the guy's hands to the top of the bed and put a spread of bar between his legs and then it's kinky. I guess to what you're saying, Sandy, it's like if someone, if they could only do missionary to get off and then mission, I don't know though, because that's just... (laughs) You started on that. No, because I was thinking, I was thinking it through, but like, because it maybe the obsession, if there's an element of obsession in it, and or like, you know, need, and it could almost be, but I don't know. It's it's kind of because it is like literally like um is negative plus negative, it's still negative and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So oh, so like a missionary question. plus <laughs> missionary over and over again is still missionary. So what about you, Matt? What do you think? Uh, I think it depends on the headspace, doesn't it? Yeah. I yeah. think like, and also it depends, yeah, as we'll say, it, depend, it depends on what you would think is vanilla. And I think that's kind of shaped by what we're bombarded with in terms of media and, and society. Yeah, you know what? I guess the I guess the parameters of vanilla are kind of yeah. expanding as well because 
most of the stuff you can buy at Ann Summers would now kind of be classed as vanilla and stuff, whereas like 30 years ago and stuff, that wouldn't like that would just be that would be like perverted. I mean, so, doing I think it's all denial. I've got two friends who <laughs> they swear that they are definitely not into the fetish scene or kinky in any way, shape or form. And these are two people who have one of the largest collection of dildos and butt toys <laughs> and, you know, a couple fisting each other all the time. And they swear they're not kinky or fetishy in any way, shape or form. I'm like... That's what I mean, the, like parameters and stuff like... It, yeah, there, because I in their minds, they're just having a good time. I guess it's all down to... Yeah, it's all relative. It's all what you, how you choose to define it and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, I like vanilla ice cream, so I don't think there's anything wrong with being vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> with some with some chocolate sauce, no, just mm. me. Okay, vanilla fine. Sauce. Um, does anyone want to take another question? What what question do you want to pick? You've got a list in front of you. Pick one. Uh, can I take a member email question? Go on. Uh, one. It would be great to hear if anyone has advice or maybe what they wish they knew before going out for the first time. Oh, that's one that we get a lot, actually, isn't it? Yeah. Seriously. Go on. First thing, looks. <laughs> <laughs> you mean gear? Gear. Okay. Well, that's if you have any. And yeah. I think it's one of the things that we talk about all the time. Like, we've been to events all around the world and we've seen interpretations of gear in every imaginable level mm. and but i think the important thing is think about where it is you're going to what kind of party you're going to if there's a really very strict dress code like if it's a strict leather event or a strict rubber event mm. then that's really very different but otherwise i think it's about you have already had the courage to go out the first time um and i think it's important to make some kind of effort you know on whatever that is with whatever it is that you've got i mean no one says that you need to spend you know 2,000 quid and buy langlets to go out to your first event. Yeah. But there are other things that you can wear, which is quite economical. You know, something really simple like uh, trainer socks and a jock strap and maybe your first harness or something. There's always an introduction. So just think about whatever it is that you're going to feel comfortable in going out and just kind of own it. I think that's the most important thing, though, feeling comfortable yeah. because you're going into an environment which is such an unknown and you have to, I almost feel like you have to feel comfortable within yourself first before you can step into a new environment, which can be quite sexually charged, I suppose. Yeah, I would say that it's not that bad and stuff. Like, it's not scary. Like, it might, I know it feels scary and I know it can feel intimidating and stuff. But once you're actually there, it's just guys looking for a good time and stuff. And like, it is generally, in my experience, like, fetish venues are very engaging, inviting places to be. I also think as well, with all things in life, the only power that other things or other people have is the power that we give them and stuff. So you just kind of have to, you have to just like, like Sandy says, it's about sort of having the confidence and just going and just knowing that like, if you go with the mindset of like, I'm going to sit in the corner and I'm not going to engage or anything like that, then you will stay in the corner and you won't be engaging. But if you just go, just tell yourself you're going to have a good time, then you'll power through and have a good time. Just get out there and kind of, I know it's scary, but, once you do, once you make that step, it's just a whole lot of fun. So the power of positive thinking. Exactly. I think another important thing to know, if I can just make it maybe on two things, is that people always say that they, and I think I knew for myself going off for the first time, I was really intimidated by the crowd. And it was only after a while that I realized how chatty and friendly everybody was. Yes. I mean. And I think that's always something as well. You know, these guys look all rough and tumble. 
But they're the same. They're just sitting in the corner talking about drag race like the rest of them. <laughs> exactly. So people are really chatty and really easygoing. So generally, you know, don't, um, yeah, hopefully if you do come, you get over that intimidation really quickly. I was just going to say, just like, I think if you're going out for the first time, just be aware of where you're going and just and be respectful. You're coming to mm. a, already an established place, yeah. you know, and luckily, as we said, like a lot of people in the fetching are very welcoming and very knowledgeable and more than happy to kind of help you along that journey they don't owe it to you you're you know i think a lot of people kind of expect to have a bit of a red carpet rolled out for them like no a lot of people have put a lot of work in to their fetish experiences and have learned a lot through kind of being in that place to begin with and i think you know there has to be that that level of respect is it has to be a mutual a mutual thing so i think coming into that space just be aware um be open-minded and um with regards to the gear, like, yeah, like it's, you know, that that's plays a small part in it. If you're going to go into this space, be aware that that actually people really enjoy that side of it. Yeah. Um, and I guess do what you can to kind of um, to uh, to get to that um, into that space. But um, it's more. Yeah, for me, it's about, yeah, being aware of being respectful. So I think to kind of sum up, it's about being prepared knowing knowing what you're going into like research is really important right so and i think the best way to kind of do that is use social media there are so many people with like fetish um accounts and profiles that Recon. you can kind of yeah. <laughs> i was getting to that <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but yeah like obviously social media is uh, is a great place to kind of explore and see people's content in terms of what they're wearing but also you can make connections there also come on recon.com um and um foster connections there well we have an events calendar when the events are up and <laughs> running in full um and you can kind of see who's going to be going to the event so you might start making conversations there and making kind of like connections and friends there to help you into this new world and experience. But yeah, I think that was a good question. And hopefully we answered it, I think on all fronts. Um, Does anyone want to pick another question? Uh, I'm going to pick the other one from regulation. Um, Are men into kink more likely to be in open relationships? Hmm. That's a good question. Yeah, I have a view. (laughs) I thought thought that was it. Yes, they are. I think that once upon a time I would have said clearly, definitely yes. But I think these days, I think gay men in general, I think people are moving more and more into open dynamics. And like lots of people I know are in open relationships and they're not particularly kinky or into fetish and stuff. I think open relationships on a whole are just becoming more commonplace. I would say by degrees, kinky men probably are more open to it, but... I think there's it's probably quite a reason for that, though. But I think there's also something about something because we live in London, right? So I feel like a city kind True. of approach is yeah, different to someone else. But Antoine, what were you going to say? Mm, I think there's a good reason for it. It's a question that I've often thought about, and one of the things for me, because everybody knows I'm much more the monogamous type. I find it really difficult to think about maybe if I'm going to date someone, I think it's quite rare that I would meet someone who's into a monogamous relationship. But I understand the open relationship and I think it's a lot also about experiences. Mm. Um, When you think about the various different types of kinks and things that people really like or people enjoy, I don't think there's any one person that really, you know, has got a toe or finger in every single dynamic. Mm. So there is this need, I think, for people to 
explore. And you can only do that basically if you're continuing to explore maybe outside of your own relationship because your partner may one, not be kinky at all, or may two, just not be into the same kink that you're into. So I suppose that's why maybe in the scene, there are maybe the percep- the perception is that we are more open to having open relationships because of that. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think we, we are more open to allowing people to have the experiences that they want. Yes. I, I think... I'm not a fan of monogamy for a couple of reasons. (laughs) I think it's a social construct that has sort of like, is quite archaic in nature. I don't think, I don't think a lot of people, the majority of people are built for monogamy. Um, No offense. I find, I just. I'm built quite nicely, thank you. And uh, (laughs) I just find that it's actually, um, I feel like it is drilled into people from quite a young age. And um, and I think a lot of that is is linked to sort of, shame and i think as kinky men or as fetish men you kind of have to sort of get over a lot of a lot of shame and sex related um things that i I think we sort of pick up along the way and i think maybe that's why the perception of open relationships are more prevalent in the fetish scene so i agree with you in terms of shame i think that shame is not just shame is such a big thing as a human nature thing point blank period. But I think when it comes to open relationships, so I've tried many different forms of relationships. I've had open ones, I've had closed ones. And for me, it's not necessarily about me wanting to be monogamous. It's at the moment for me, honestly, I wouldn't have an open relationship now because of my trust issues, because of former partners breaking the trust when I had an open relationship. So for me, it's not necessarily that I think it's a social construct that I must have the one person. It's about trust that I thought I had being broken. And regardless, and I think that regardless, when you're in an open relationship, you still have to have, you still have to have rules. You still have to have respect for the other person. And for me, I've been in open relationships where that has been, ruined so my 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 propensity to have another open relationship is kind of like right now my i'll put my hands up it's all about trust 100 i was just about all about trust i my last relationship and stuff like we weren't i mean we were open i guess well but he was very reluctant to define anything and he would always avoid conversations about it but because it took me age. It like it was like pulling teeth trying to, and it, he was just like, "Oh, you know, you do what you want to do. I will do what." I, and I, and at first it was kind of like, "Yeah, cool," but then eventually I had to be like, "No, I actually need some kind of parameters and tr- rules and stuff because if we don't have rules, then I feel like I'm breaking rules. So therefore, I don't break rules. So I didn't like, well, maybe once like had sex with someone else because." I didn't feel comfortable doing it because we hadn't defined it. But then I knew he was doing stuff. And then that felt like cheating because we didn't have rules. So without rules, and then it's, it's all out the window. But like, I, yeah, I I do think that Antoine, I agree with you. I put your point earlier, Antoine, that as men in the scene have different fetish tastes and interests, not one person is going to satisfy that. So trying to find that elsewhere, I do understand. I think that, when, well, we're going to have an episode that's kind of dedicated to fetish relationships and dynamics. And I think the thing that's really interesting to me is when people have several different sort of dynamics that they work with. So there's there's one thing about being, I suppose, sexually open, but there's a whole other thing where it's like you're creating 
like family structures and relationship structures that are all very different. And that to me is mind boggling because girl, I ain't got the time to even focus on one person. It's, the emotional, bonds. it's yes. the emotional bonds, you know, that are stretched between, I have another good friend who has a, his poly family mm-hmm. and they class themselves as a family mm-hmm. and they have sex together and apart and separately and they visit each other on holidays at different parts of time you know, different cities around the world. Um, and I think, you know, it's, it works for them. It's mm. great. I don't, I don't judge. Like just part of me that feels like it'd be, I've just never encountered that dynamic where there's been an option and stuff. Like I feel it'd be something that'd be up for exploring and stuff. Cause yeah, but it's just, I've never kind of met that many, that many people interested <laughs> in me. So. Oh, <laughs> what? I'm sure you have. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take another question because I've just touched on the fact that we're going to do an episode about um, different fetish relationships and dynamics. And this next question kind of is going to be answered very simply. (laughs) So uh, you do a great effort speaking up for people of color. Can you talk about thoughts or future plans on people not saying no fats, no femmes or mask only on their profiles? Again, we're going to do a whole episode about this because I think that this is something that's really important. This whole mass for mass thing and like femme shaming is, mm. it's getting out of control, kids. Um, so talking about that would be really cool as well. But like, does anyone have any thoughts about this subject? Why do we think, why do we think that there's such a massive divide in the gay community about being masculine or or femme shaming? Because I feel like there's not, there's not a, it's not like a sliding scale. It's either like two groups. Does that make sense? Yeah. Does anyone think agree? There's, there's quite a divide, yeah. I think it depends on um I think it depends on how sort of exposed you are within the sort of the gay scene or yeah. any sort of scene because I think the more interactions you have with a variety of people, I think you kind of learn along the way. And I think some people are just so just so used to be being in a certain box that anything outside of that isn't yeah. is it doesn't come on their radar. And I think I think a lot of it is down to not educating yourself and even even if i guess you're maybe maybe if you are um, someone who prefers more masculine guys it's more like the education around like even writing it on your profile that's, that's the thing that just that i find so it's like fine everyone has the taste you know whatever it's when people put it on their profiles that i find it so repellent like anyone who puts any kind of negative thing about i don't like this i don't like that i don't like stop like putting people breaking people down to like part, like aspects of their identity i find it so despicable it's like you don't have to say that you never have to say that these things and stuff all you're doing is like telling some rejecting people like rejecting different for their like their race their body size their mask or feminist or whatever the term is and so i just if if i see a profile and it says anything about like people by characteristics that they're not into then it's just an instant no even if they're fit and even if they're interested in me i just think it's yeah that's my opinion so what was what was the question sorry that's okay i was just gonna say this goes into the wider conversation we've also been having about preference versus prejudice right you know when you look at no fats no femmes mask only i'm sure these people have got friends from every walk of life but are they through it well I would like to hope maybe they're yeah. open-minded enough to 
you know, not all their friends only just be mask femmes. I mean, not all their I mean, <laughs> I think you're being very charitable. I think you're being very nice there, Antoine, but the real is, the real is that these people exist in their own little bubble. Oh, like no. their boyfriend looks like them, their friends look like them. They have no interaction, like Matt said, other than what they already know. I do think that there is something about, and I know I always throw it back to, to, to this um, institution, but like gay media and media in general does not perpetuate anything else outside of like, you know, a bearded muscle man, like white man, do you know what I mean? And that's what it comes down to at the end of the day as well. So we're affected by what we see. And if we don't see, or if, if, you know, other types of people aren't put in on put on pedestals, sorry, to say that this is attractive or this is, you know, good looking or whatever, this is desirable, then it's always gonna be that way. Do yeah. you know what I mean? I yeah. agree. I don't think that these this type of terminology needs to be thrown into your profile text. You know, we all exactly. have our things that we're interested in and are people that we're attracted to. And if someone messages you, there are ways that you can communicate to people that you're, you know, not attractive. I think it's... You also just don't even need... If someone messages you and you're not into them, you don't have to respond. I'm not saying that's what I advise, but or you could just be nice and say, oh, no, sorry, you're not for me and stuff. But to actually lead with those things is just so foul. I think it's horrible. So, So can I also just add to this whole preference versus prejudice thing, right? Because I think that, and I don't know whether we've made it clear in previous episodes or even in the other kind of content that we've put out on this subject, what people find difficult to understand is no one is telling you that you must find these people attractive. Mm. It's not about that. It's not about, oh, well, what's wrong with you? You don't like find these people attractive it's not about that it's being respectful enough to not be completely despicable to these people just because that's not your preference like i've said before your desires really hard to control your desires and urges are really difficult to control your thoughts and behaviors however can be controlled so the fact that you might not have this thing within your loins to find this you know, particular type of person attractive is one thing, but you don't have to vocalize it. You don't have to put it on your profile. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the thing that we're talking about. I would, I would suggest that maybe you look at why you don't like that, those yeah. type of people, yeah. but that's not for me to determine <laughs> what you should do with that information. Yeah. I think it's demeaning and degrading that people would put these kinds of texts in their profile. Yeah. And it's just completely unnecessary. I think it's just like, Lead with positives. Lead, lead with, with love. Exactly. <laughs> but like, lead with your interests. Lead with what you like and stuff. Like, there's no kind of. You should never be breaking people down into aspects of them that you're not into. It just, it's fucking rude. Just like, if nothing else, it's rude. <laughs> she said it. Babe. She said it. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna take another question from Regulation. Make sure you go to regulation.co.uk forward slash recon because um, I'll know that we sent you there. Um, right. So. What piece of fetish clothing have you always wanted to own? Very quickly, I'm going to do a round robin table and I'm going to start with my right will. Um, I would, I'd love a, a, a surf suit, a rubber surf suits. I think that would be great. And also I would like full levers. 
<laughs> really? Yeah, just because they're expensive. Like, <laughs> I'm never going to be able to afford them, but I would like I'd like the sensation of wearing them, but like as it is, I don't have the money for them. But if anyone wants to give me full levers, then I'll take it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Next episode, Will tries on his full levers. Um, Matt? Uh, what fetch kid do I want? Pig Boy Rubens jockstrap. <laughs> With him in it. <laughs> I'm sure that regulation can make that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind some new cuffs, actually, at some point. Cute. What about you, Anton? Everybody think The Matrix. Morpheus's coat. Oh, in, in rubber or leather? I'll take it in either. Okay. <laughs> I just want the coat. Yeah. From the first time I saw that movie, I thought, I must have that coat. Mm. So I need that in my life. My one of the first things I ever owned in leather was a leather trench coat. Oh really? Um, trench coat I remember, mafia. I remember, getting, <laughs> I remember getting it in Camden and uh, going up to Camden with my dad and him buying it. For you do, me. Have and a I bit, still have it. You do have a bit of a school shooter vibe. I'm just deciding my diary. I think in rubber would be. I need it in rubber. Oh, you know who's got a good one? Brick, um, Brick Gummy Bear. Steve. Yeah, oh, yeah. Steve He's got a really good coat. I love he that coat does. so much. Steve. Oh, Steve, I'm give it to me. <laughs> I'm going to take another question. So, oh, I didn't answer the question. Oh, yeah, sorry. Queen of looks. What does she want? <laughs> <laughs> what don't you have? <laughs> First thing, wardrobe. Um, what piece of gear would I want? Do you know, I'm such a fussy bitch that I just, I need to, I would just need, I would need to have a sit down custom um, chat with regulation. Cause you know, they do that as well. They custom make all of my shit. Mm. So I would have to do that cause I'm fussy and I don't, I can't think of like one piece that I would particularly want. Um, okay. We have one, one last question very quickly. Um, as one of the leaders of the Robin NYC group, what is Recon's stance on collaborating with fetish organizations around the globe? I'll say this is something we do quite regularly. I've been with the company now for just over 14 years um, and coming in as the events manager, this was always something we thought was really important to what we do. And it's working with different charities and fetish organizations and different groups. Um, I mean, even as far as uh, New York City is concerned, I mean, we're very good friends with the guys at the, the Leatherman, with the guys from Nasty Pig. We've sponsored Folsom East a number of times. We've done a number of our own Oh God, events. I forgot about Folsom East. Those yeah, are good times. exactly. We've done I a number of our own events I in New York blocked, City. I've blocked New York out of my mind. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's something that we do very often. So I think it's always that thing, you know, we say, if you've got something that's happening or if you're looking for some help, we will if help if we can. Um, but sometimes it's down to people to actually let us know that they're doing something that they need some help with. So that's really easy. Just email us at events at recon.com. And if we can help you, we will, even if it's something as simple as, you know, a social media post or a tag or something else like this, we'll, we'll do it. I think as well, though, sometimes, um, this, like we get guys reaching out to us sort of like all over the world asking, oh, you know, would we come to this place and do a party there and stuff like that? And I think, unfortunately, we can't always go to every place and stuff like that. But I know that Antoine um, and Sandy, they, you know, they want to, to experience and help out as many places as possible and kind of, you know, work with the organizations there. So we might not be able to bring a party to you, but, um, you know, definitely get in touch with us and we'll see what we can do. Cool. Well, we had a lot more questions come through, but I think that we'll probably have to stop it there and take a break. 
Regulation is one of Europe's premier kink destinations for fetish wear and kink toys. Visit their central London store in the heart of Soho, where their friendly team are on hand. Yeah, those guys are so nice. You go in there and they, yeah, they always give such good service. Always lovely and welcoming. What kind of service are you getting? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always, it's always nice going and running into them as well. Yeah. If you have any kink questions or are looking for advice on any type of kink gear, their friendly in-store team will be happy to help. If you're shopping online, you can use their very personal shopper service. How personal? <laughs> very personal. <laughs> <laughs> Just use the chat box to submit your product questions to their online assistants. You can also earn rewards each time you shop with the Regulation Rewards Program. For any purchase you make, online or in-store, you'll get reward points, which can be redeemed for branded goods or money off coupons. Spend them on your next purchase, and if you order online, take advantage of the free UK shipping when you spend over £25. So shop today in Soho or at regulation.co.uk forward slash recon. That's regulation.co.uk forward slash recon. Make sure you add the recon so they know that we sent you there. Do it. Do it today. See you there. New year, new you. Get into the scene for 2021. Submit an article about your kink experience and we'll publish it on Recon. If you're featured, we'll say thank you with some free premium membership, which allows you to go even deeper on Recon. So email us your article, social at recon.com and get into the scene for 2021. Okay, welcome back. That break was lovely, wasn't it? Yeah, just just Antoine playing with his tongue. <laughs> <laughs> um, just a little note to say, guys, if we didn't read out your question, um, we'll save it for another Q&A further down the line. But keep the feedback and the questions coming, podcast at recon.com. Um, so if you listen to the last podcast episode, we had our lovely customer support um, representative, Nate, on the episode. And so we thought we'd reach out to customer support and ask them to send us a few topics that we always get sent through <laughs> because we know that recon people are very vocal and very opinionated. I'm just going to say now, we are not going to discuss chat. No. <laughs> we are not bringing back chat. No. Let's, um, let's take the first one. So something that customer support always get is um, about wanting us to add new fetishes to um to recon so um these are the list of fetishes that have come up i want you to pick maybe two that you think you would love to see on recon okay so here's the list sneakers socks abdl scat spanking corporal punishment role play ass play pig tickling oh there she goes (laughs) furry um cmnm which is clothed male naked male or hypnosis. Hmm. Has anyone, first of all, actually, has anyone had any experience in any of these fetishes? Yes. Okay, which one, yeah. Antoine? I've had experience in the Brit. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do tell. Well, <laughs> ass play clearly is at the top. Yeah. Yes. C M N M. Which I'm really do that. intrigued what by this, this by the way. Like, well, I think it's it's like a clothed meat, naked meat. Um, so one person is clothed and one person is naked. Well, you can when you get together, you kind of you can either start this way, like both people clothed, and then you end up it's like a, a stripping down kind of, or like a getting undressed. Oh. So this is usually maybe something that happens more with people who are nudists or naturists. Right. Okay. So you can have a clothed a clothed meet naked meet. I really, I'm or you can either it. do one or the other. One person clothed, one person naked. I've definitely been in that scenario. 
Yeah, I'm sure you <laughs> is, is anyone surprised? <laughs> in the park, actually, in the park. That was what I was thinking of. Of course. Of course. What, a, what a surprise. Like, um, <laughs> has anyone got any other experience of any of these? Spanking, role play, sneakers. Is there anything you haven't done on this list? Yeah. I haven't. Skirt? Uh, no, I haven't done these. I've also been hypnotized once before. What? Yeah. How did that work out? If we get the right word, Antoine will start looking like a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> it was really interesting. It was like a part of a, a very big show um, working with a magician. And it was very interesting because afterwards he told me, he says, never let someone who's not a professional ever hypnotize you. Huh. He says, you're so prone to it. He goes, don't trust anybody else with it. I wow. love the concept of a professional hypnotist. I also <laughs> love the fact that you put that out into, into the universe. So now you're going to have random people approaching me like, look directly into that. <laughs> yeah. Look in my eyes, not around the eyes of <laughs> the guys. Yeah. I know which eye I want to look in. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Matt, you've done quite a bit on this list, yes? Not, no, not really. I'm um, oh, sorry, I just made no, an assumption. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even I was a little bit surprised. Okay. Um, I, what ones do I want to see? Go on. Not necessarily for me, but I think I think there are quite there's quite a big community of I think there's a big fairy community. Yeah. Um, I think it would be good to see them on there. I suppose. Um, I mean, they're there. They're just not listed as a as an yeah. interest. You can find furries on Recon. Yeah, I think it would be nice to give them a give them the, the 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 pedestal that they deserve. Yeah, because I think yeah, give give them a. Are there are there the, the characters that they basically embody? I'm guessing they're quite expensive to make. Yeah, I would think so. Like yeah. for, for a proper decent. <laughs> so I was just actually thinking. So not I had like a, a semi fairy experience. Okay. So I um I bought back a massive like like I guess like a fairy cat head back from <laughs> from the US. She's very serious. Oh yeah, yeah I remember you. Yeah. So uh, and there was a lot of talk about how I was going to get it on the plane, and I decided to put my tote bag in it and carry it as a bag on the plane. <laughs> so I had this massive cat head bag, but I went out wearing it, and it was actually a lot of fun and. I wore it mainly because I just didn't want to talk to anyone. But like, it was actually just, yeah, it was actually really fun to go out wearing a massive cat head. <laughs> that's maybe, that's my only introduction to fairy play. Yeah. Okay. It would be very good for anonymous shags when you're out at an event. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Unless everyone knows you as the guy with the massive cat head. Sure. Yeah. Like, it's pretty obvious. That becomes oh. your thing. Yeah. Okay, so Will, what have you done on the list? Again, I, wait. In fact, can I just read out the list again? Yeah. You can just say yes or no. Okay. Sneakers, yes. Socks, yes. ABDL, no. Scat, no. Not intentionally. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Spanking, yes. Corporal punishment, uh, not ex not intentional. No, not that. Yeah, no. Not no, he's not sure. Well, I haven't, but it's not. I wouldn't say no. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it just hasn't come. Up. Ass play, of course. of course. I don't even know why. I mean, why would you invent Why would you even ask that question? I have a genuine question because the one that's confusing me a little bit is pig. I think just piggy play. Though. Yeah, wasn't that just being sleazy? But I, I, I was going to say pig is, pig is probably one of the ones that are quite. This right. is, okay, this is that's what a is very sleazy. This is a good question because people, you know, they message and they say, "Oh, are you sleazy? Are you a pig?" I'm like, "What is that? Defi what is for me? What is your definition of this?" For me, it's very like, like it's all about bodily functions. So it's like 
No, no, it is. I feel like it's about like being like very spitty and sweaty and barebacking and that sort of thing. It's about the, it's about that. It's about very, uh, that's how I perceive it. Yeah. Natural, but like a lot, excessive natural things like smelly, sweaty, like, The kind of porn that I watch and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Like slappy and just no holds bar kind of thing, but very like sensual. <laughs> what a contradiction! No, like, like this is like you know, you know, you've had, you've had these sessions where yeah, session. animalistic. Thank you, that's the word. Yeah, animalistic. Like the animal, the pig, the pig. <laughs> but are pigs? I suppose pigs are dirty. No, they're very clean actually. What? They're famously clean. That's yes. like the that's they're very fastidious and like they lies. Just yes, they they live are. In, Pigs they, are very clean animals actually. Yeah. Okay. They just live in mud. They but they are clean. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, sorry, we haven't finished the list. Okay. Tickling. Uh, oh, I, took, I can't see it in the sex. Oh, well, touch. Maybe. Have, no, have you done it? Oh, kinda. Yeah. Okay. But, but that touch something. Yeah. Furry. No, I've never done it. C M N M. Yes, but I didn't know that's what it was. Okay, and hypnosis. No. Okay, so guys, you have to pick two to go on recon. It's like Room 101, but opposite. (laughs) (laughs) Which one would you pick? Two. Uh, I would pick Socks and Pig. Socks and Pig? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I thought you said meow. <laughs> That's not how I pick out. I think I would do socks and furries. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, cool. She's doing it for the for the people. Yeah, I think I do socks and furries as well. Oh, wow. Or furries in socks. Yeah. Okay. I, I can't remember ever having sex without socks on and stuff. Like, you always have your socks on when you have sex? Yeah, I find it so horny. Like sports socks and stuff. I mean, it just depends on the mood. I mean, well, I have to no, go with that since the other one I like isn't on the list. What's the, <laughs> wait, what's the one that you like? Lycra. Girl, oh, yeah. I think I mean, that, like, kind of, that kind of no, is under sports gear. No. Under Superheroes? technicality. No, it's different. Okay. I second Antoine's No, question. I know it's different, but I'm just thinking that it may be people just put it under sports gear. So okay. the Twitterverse like, has spoken. <laughs> Excuse me? Will? Will is Verify. not the Twitter. Twi- <laughs> I have the voice of Twitter. She's not the voice of Twitter. I am Twitter. the voice of Twitter and I have verified Antoine's statement. Change approved. <laughs> oh shit, sorry. <laughs> I got really excited then. See, you're, making, you're gonna get me in trouble with Matthias. See, I get excited about Lycra. Yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> but that's not on the list, babe. That's not what that's not what customer support gets inquiries about. I'll be well, they will know. Yeah. <laughs> vote people, vote. Okay, so I'm gonna go with uh I'll I'll go with socks, because I think that's a good one to add. And personally, I'm either going with sneakers or I don't know. I'm intrigued by this whole clothed male, naked male thing. Not because I don't, just because I want to go into, I want to go into like one of the parties and see what the, what the situation is like. What the dynamic is. Because I feel like as well, maybe this is, maybe this is a total prejudgment, but I feel like it's a very like straight boy thing to do. Like people who are sexually curious, like straight boys who are like, oh, I'm a little bit gay. Uh. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like you would get some, because, well, and the, the reason why I'm saying this is because I actually know this for a fact that my friend um, who likes straight boys and is on like things like um, fab swingers and stuff like that. Like he's always going to these sort of parties and it's always like straight men. Hmm. Hmm. Because you're able to be clothed 
And then they kind of like loosen up after a while and then they're getting fisted. I'm exaggerating. That was a visual people, you missed it. You know, it's just, it's just, it's just, I, I mean, I'm intrigued by that. So I put that down. Um, okay, lovely. Some more customer support stuff. Can you please allow us to add your relationship status to your profile? I mean, that's a decent request, I feel. Mm. We were just talking about relationships and dynamics. And I think that to be able to display the different dynamics or the relationship statuses would be really good. Does it depend on what kind of mood I'm in? Can I change? I mean, girl, you can change it. You can change anything on your recon profile as much as you want. Horrible mood today, wife mood tomorrow, husband mood next week. I mean, you can change it. Very good. I think we should just have the Facebook ones. It's like, it's complicated. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. um, The other thing that always gets asked is what does role mean on recon? So at the moment there is a, it's active and passive, I believe. And there's like a sliding scale, which you can kind of indicate where you sit on that scale. (laughs) So... Actually, that's a, this is a good question. What have people put on their profiles as their... I've put that I'm 80% active, which is probably... Like, yeah. mine's 90% passive and that 10%, I mean, it's only if I'm like, you know, really wasted and I'm forced to top, but it should really be 100%. Why don't you just put it as 100%? Because there is still some... Someone might get me wasted enough. <laughs> but if that's not what you like, like put it down that. But well. it's because I, I don't think anyone should be... Like, well, no, people can be, but I personally, I'm not, wouldn't say I'm 100% anything. So there is the room for, and sometimes I can enjoy it, but. Okay. I think mine goes at 50-50, and that's probably because I can't put 100-100, because I can go either or. Okay. Oh, oh you're show off. <laughs> <laughs> I can. He's know, committed to whatever it's role about, he it's, takes. It's all about the dynamic, you know, with the yeah. person that you're with. So if I'm with the, in, with the right person and I'm in the right frame of mind, I can go 100% one way or the other. Yeah, I hear you. What about you, Matt? Physically, I'm in pretty good shape. It's my attitude that's bad. (laughs) (laughs) Where's that from? That's a a Marilyn Monroe. For those who didn't know. Fine. Um, Yeah, I think I, yeah, Darren's 50-50. Like, I like to give as good as I get. (laughs) Or you can get like... And boy, does she. (laughs) I think like, I think how how do you become a good top if you haven't been a good bottom? That's a very person. good point. Good, very point. good point. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I have, I, I really have, like, I have to get into the mental state where I want to do that. Like, and I need to see your bank account. How many zeros are you going to give me? <laughs> um, you know, I like pretty things. You can buy my hole. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that you was can hypnotize me with yours. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, another thing that gets asked a lot is, well, I suppose this is more so because of the times that we're living in. When is the next event? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to bring the mood Good down. Good question. Well, I mean, it's one that we've been discussing for quite a while. Yeah. Ourselves. I mean, because at the moment, everything is just happening as far as on our side. It's it's all virtual. Mm. Um, and I think this is how the next year is probably going to start as well. I mean, if we just keep our fingers and toes crossed that towards the end of next year, things will start to open up or maybe start to go back to normal again. So I'm thinking we probably won't have another recon Physical, event yeah. until after the summer. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's too early. As much as we've got this vaccine, I feel like it's I feel take like time. I feel like also 
in the UK especially, they're gonna fuck up our rollout. Yeah, they are. They like the computer. The, the, the computers aren't gonna work. <laughs> like Linda's not gonna be able to cope. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, that's what's gonna happen. It's such a shower of shit. It's all yeah. It's gonna be a long time. And I even feel like even when if everyone is vaccinated, there's still gonna have to be like a cooling off period where people can still kind of, you yeah. know, build up immunization. Is that the right word? Yeah. yeah. There we go. But at the moment, you know, we've got the virtual stuff coming. So if you're looking for something, just make sure, keep an eye on the calendar when we start uploading stuff again and check in one of our virtual events. Recon.com forward slash events. Um, so if we had to cast our mind back before pre-2020, where in the world would you travel what event specifically actually would you go back to if so, everything opened back up? Either Folsom Berlin or Folsom San Francisco. I think. Oh, she's a Folsom queen. Yeah, yeah. this girl is too. <laughs> I think you see so there's so many people you, you end up seeing and running into and catching up with. I think it just. Oh, okay. <laughs> you got very excited. Which one would you pick? No, I. it's hard because. I, this is lame because like it's only a train fare, but uh, Manchester Rubber Weekend. Uh, oh yeah, I always have one. a fun, fun, fun. That's fun your home time. turf as well. But like obviously San Francisco and Berlin, but I always have the best time. I mean, weekend. you've got many stories, and I'm so glad we didn't have to share them in this episode. <laughs> Did you ever think that you would be having sex <laughs> no, with no, a person no, no. like me? Maybe <laughs> on the next episode, and then going to Carl's Junior for breakfast oh. afterwards. You're getting muddled, Antoine. That's <laughs> <laughs> Get your story straight. I'll roll them all together. Antoine, what about you? If I think about where, if I could choose anywhere to travel, where would I like to go? Mm. I think I would have a toss up of maybe three. Okay. And that would either be back to Sydney. Oh my God. Definitely Madrid. Okay. Oh, Chicago Madrid. for MIR. Can I, can just, can we just talk about Sydney just for two seconds? Love it. Recently. And I don't know why. So I did. I wanna, and I then we have to go say hi to our peeps in Melbourne. Oh uh, yeah, of course. I did like Melbourne when we went there. Yeah. Look, when we went to Sydney, I don't, I was a massive baby. I she was, was. It was 2016. I had terrible jet lag. I really missed my boyfriend at the time. I was just miserable. It was 40 degrees. Yeah, it was really hot. And I just don't feel like I really fully took advantage of being in Sydney. So, and recently when I saw that photo of the two of us at uh, Mardi Gras and I sent it to you, <clears throat> I've been getting this real feeling about, I need to go back to Australia and really make the most of it. We always talk about making fetish connections and making good connections. And we made some awesome connections yeah. when we were down there. Not saying that we haven't done in lots of other places, yeah. but we made really great connections when we were down there. I think it was I mean, just because- That's where we found Raph. Oh yeah, of course. That's where we found Raph and Way. Jesus, that was such a good trip. Like, honestly, I feel like the reason why it was we fostered such good connections is because I feel like people over there really appreciate the fact that we came and we did stuff. Um, like Will said earlier, like bringing, you know, recon to a different destination outside of U the US and the, and Europe was a really cool thing for us to do. But I just, I do, that's one of my recon regrets. I regret not making the most of Sydney when we were there. Even though our booth was sliding down the hill. Don't, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I, we rocked up to where we were having our booth space and I just started crying because it was just, it was a mess. But Antoine turned it out, she made it work. So Antoine, you mentioned also where else? Madrid and Chicago? Yes. Why? Well, I know you love Madrid and you speak Spanish, don't you? Yes, I love Madrid, si. I speak Spanish. The boys <laughs> that was your Spanish, see. Si. I mean, it's the one city that we go to. I remember the first time going and I thought, I'm gonna have whiplash. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, because it's 
a city that just has a concentration of really Madrid. I beautiful people. I, Will yeah. you have some good Madrid experience? Oh, yeah, also, you I do. Love Madrid. Madrid is probably been very good to you. <laughs> Brandon needed for a bit of cock at an event before as well. It's more than a bit. But <laughs> <laughs> that wow. was a very strange night. <clears throat> that was Joffrey's fault. I mean, I don't have fond memories of Madrid only because I was arguing with my then boyfriend at the time. I need to stop bringing boyfriends on these fucking trips. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. That, that trip was- I need to stop bringing oh. boyfriends on these fucking trips. Sitting on Chueca Square. <laughs> that was- Live. That was, that was epic. But anyway. Yeah. It was good. And then of course, I'm a rubber guy, so yeah. Chicago for MIR. I mean, yeah. I, if I could go to one place, I'd be heading to Chicago. I think that's where I would go yeah. as well. MIR is such a fun event. Like a lot of the things that maybe I might struggle with in the scene in terms of it taking itself a bit too seriously or there being kind of rigid structures, you know, I understand why they're there and I appreciate them. But the thing about MIR is that all of that is thrown out the window. There's so much flexibility and freedom to kind of express yourself and they just do it in a really fun way. Like probably one of my favorite like sit down, like contest shows to do because they just make the production value is really cool. Top notch. I mean, I like it because it's not so big and crowded and, yes. and it, for me, it's not so overwhelming. And I know that many people like the big crowded events, you know, they like the, the Easter Berlin or the Folsom Berlin or the Folsom San Francisco. They love having that massive crowd of people, but I like MIR because I can actually see people. I can actually talk to people and it's fun and it's very loose and it's very free and it's very welcoming. Um, and I get to wear rubber for yeah. six days in a row. Okay. Oh, Another place that maybe I would go, but I'm very, I'm struggling with it as well, is Paris. The reason, yes. the reason that I would go to Paris is... Because you got caught in a revolution last time. <laughs> <laughs> I got stuck in a little cafe for maybe two or three hours while they were having riots outside. It was so scary. Um, and I was just too traumatized to go to, go to our end in the end. But <laughs> no, I would go to Paris because I don't know what it is, but French boys just hit different. You know? I like French, man. Just like you, just like men. I do. True. I really do. <laughs> but I was going to say, like guys in Madrid as well. But there's All something that. about a French moan. Like I like, I like. Oh, putain, putain, putain. That's really like that's really like oh sploosh. <laughs> Sorry. Stereotypical French growth. No, no, it's ah, oh, They always say putain, which is like God or something, right? Oh, God. Putain is like slut. Oh, well, <laughs> either way. <laughs> oh, bitch. Yeah. Oh, slut. Uh, you pig. I love it. I'm, I'm down for it. So, anyway. <laughs> in God. summary. God or slut. <laughs> slut, God. Like, yeah, oh, fuck. Yeah. That's why, like, oh, God, oh, fuck. Oh. <laughs> People but, should see her face. But the thing is with Paris as well, I just, I, I can't, like like you said, they're writing and all that kind of stuff. I can't put up with it. It's just like, girl, 
<laughs> as long as when we go back, there's no more gilets jaunes and we are not running down the street for our lives. Right? Then we'll be good. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to get like hit with. I kind clothing. of enjoyed it. Like I did, we got locked yeah. in a shop and it was so dramatic and like it was just it was it was exciting. I mean. It was also miserable, but like there were, I kind <laughs> so of like, enjoyed the drama of it or walking through the streets with like smoke. And if like, you haven't realized something about Will, is that he likes drama. I also, drama. so many high vis. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Um, I want to circle back to something because um, just talking about role earlier, um, the role uh, slider <clears> on Recon, <throat> we should have really talked a little bit about people wanting us to add a sub or dom filter, mm. which I think would be really interesting because actually you can be, well, as Will, we've incorrectly <laughs> assumed that you were subby because you're a bottom, but what what is what is it for you? How would you describe yourself in that? Well, I mean, I'm not like, I'm not saying that I'm outright not sub, uh, sub but- well, This no, is not advertising for yourself. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but like, I'm, yeah, you know, I am a bottom and stuff, but like, I, I wouldn't see myself, I don't see myself as a sub. Like I don't, I'm not necessarily like, you know. You're not submissive. I'm, yeah, I'm not submissive and stuff. Like, you know, I can dominate the bedroom and stuff. So it's like, you know, I usually instigate most of the activity that goes on when I have sex and stuff because say, the I have my needs. Bottom. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, so I think that's a common misconception as well. And I think because on recon, just because we have the like passive active slide or whatever, uh, people, I often get messages from guys like, calling me boy or sub and stuff like that. And it's like, well, no, that's that's not who I am and stuff. Just because like, I like taking it up the ass doesn't mean that like, I'm a sub. So. Can I ask a question? When does, cause we just said about the best, what did you say about the subby? Wait, I'll start that again. You said something about the, the, best, the best dom. The best doms are, are bottoms. Yeah. Okay. So when does it cross over into just being bossy? <laughs> a bossy bottom. A I'm asking the question. Yeah, yeah like little baby pushback. When does that happen? I, I don't. I don't know. I've not done a study. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> where I, 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 like, I work in conjunction with like the top and stuff. Like okay, you know, I, I, if they haven't, I like to see that their needs are taken care of. Like, yeah, there were a number of power bottoms that like to dictate play for the top. Mm. They want very specific things done to them and, and like going through like, do this, do that. And but like, it's that's like where I struggle is, a little the, bit. The yeah. thing is for yeah. me is I'm, my focus is all about them getting off and stuff. So it is all about them. But like, sometimes I just like to kind of, you know. Is it more about, <laughs> no way, I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. Is it really that? Or is it the perception of what you think they want? No, like, like I've, I've categorically like, I don't even care about, I never care about coming or anything like that. That's not he my- Didn't he make me call? I don't, I'm, it's, <laughs> I'm not asked. In fact, most of the time Sorry. I'd rather not and stuff like it's, I might, you know, I'm more about them get, guys coming and them getting their moment in the sun, so to speak, is that's what turns me on. That's what- Isn't- Not the is, ass orgasms. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But is that because you want their come? Kind of. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that plays a like, large part. Like, there's, there's no such thing as a, um, uh, a selfless deed. Oh, I didn't say it was selfless. Okay. So it's just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's where you get your gratification. You get your gratification knowing that, you know, you're pleasing. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, and, and I was topping you. Yeah, exactly. And like, I don't know. Like, I'm, I, usually I'm just kind of like, with 
they kind of start to put attention on me. I'm like, no, 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 let's keep it on you. So I, I, think I guess in some regards could be viewed as subby, but I don't think I have a sub mindset. So I think having some options in here would be really good. Yeah. Because very often I get messages from people and they would say, oh, hi, master or hi, sir. And yeah. I'm neither. Yeah. You know, and I have to correct them straight away. So I'm to you. What I tend to do is I correct them immediately. Yeah. Like, okay, that's, you know, I understand your reason for the protocol. Um, if they see themselves as a, uh, a boy to a sir or as a slave to a master, then this is protocol would dictate that this is how they address people. Mm. But, and I think it's up to us to like, tell them right away. So I'm usually, I make it clear very quickly, like, you know, I'm not the master type and I'm, you know. Yeah. But I feel like as well that with those titles, don't sh don't they need to be earned and stuff as well? Like, Ooh, so, yes. Like, I think sometimes when people give out, like, like someone calls me, I, like, I would never call someone master or sir without kind of that dynamic being formed. Established, yeah. So, yeah. Like, so when someone throws things like that my way without it being earned, I, Sometimes it rings a bit hollow for me. It's not that anyone is calling me master yeah. anytime. Well, no, people do actually. People message me saying sir and stuff like that. I'm like, I am no no one, sir. She's <laughs> a lady. <laughs> I agree. It kind, of, it kind of loses the gravity of, of, yeah. of how you address people if it's just kind of thrown around. Yeah. I like the other hand, you know, when the boys message, can I call you daddy? I've embraced it, people. So the answer is now yes. Oh, really? So I've embraced it. Okay. I've just I've changed just, my phone. I think that's <laughs> I've embraced it. I fought it for a long time. I'm now just embracing it. Okay. But the good thing is they ask, you know, how shall I address you? Yeah. And I think that's also quite good. I think that's important, that yeah. it, it being established and stuff. Um, but yeah, I think adding the, that, that filter is something that I would like to see, just because I think it adds a... Well, and it adds a very necessary kink dynamic to recon that is, you know, makes sense. Makes sense. So we'll take all of these <laughs> requests and send them to the powers that be. No promises, people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, it's 2021. Fresh page, new page. Woo! Oh, wow. You guys sound yeah, really excited for 2021. Come on, guys. 2021! Yay! Yay! It's New Year's Day. Don't forget, we've had a hard night. <laughs> <laughs> this go <laughs> let it Keep up go the yeah oh mystery um so we should probably lay out what's happening for 2021 podcast wise anyway what kind of topics we're going to be talking about um we're gonna obviously i think we're very clear on the fact that we're going to be talking about fetish dynamics um and relationships we're going to be having the debate about masculinity and feminine femininity <laughs> within the scene oh my god i can't i can't speak today Fun. Them. <laughs> Gonna talk about them boys. Fem. I don't know why I always do that northern accent to denote that. It's really bad. Sorry. I, I do take offense each and every time. I'm sorry, but it's funnier that way. <laughs> um, one of the things that we're going to talk about is about sex work regarding the scene. I think, I'm not sure. I can't remember who's going to do that episode, but you'll find out later. Um, <laughs> is it you two? Yeah. Matt and Will are going to take on um, sex. Matt work. and Will are going to take on sex, sex work. work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We are doing that, research, so yeah. if you see them out, help them out as much as you That's can. That's a separate series. <laughs> yeah. that Jesus. I've got to find article content somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> right. um, I'm really interested to find out what, I mean, I know a lot of like, you know, porn actors have things like just for fans and only fans and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I know that obviously that's a part of sex work, but I'm kind of intrigued to find out how it works in a more kind of kink setting. Mm. Um, 
And because I think getting to the bones of like gratification and um, understanding that when it's almost like a, a transactional experience. I mean, all I think all sex is transactional to a degree. But service work, isn't it? Exactly. You're providing a service. I get paid exactly. in jizz. <laughs> yeah, you just get paid in jizz. So I'm, I'm really intrigued to find out how that kind of works and a bit more about that. But specifically out of porn, because I feel like porn is different, you know? Yes. Hmm. I mean... Yeah. In a fetish setting, that's all I'm saying. I think yeah. sex, sex work is an umbrella, umbrella term, isn't yes. it? Yeah. So you, I think, yeah, if you're going into looking at it from a fetish perspective, it's about, I think, it's more about paying or participating in experiences which you might ne- not necessarily get elsewhere. Exactly. And I think... <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, we're all sex workers to a degree. Yeah. We, we work in the sex industry. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's very true. Um, the other episode that we're going to do is this constant debate... Old guard versus new school, I suppose. Which I think that is that being you, Antoine? I think it's us. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm I constantly we constantly have this debate in the office, and I think it's something on the scene that we constantly talk about as well. Um, and then lastly, the other one that we're gonna talk about is being trans on the scene. Mm-hmm. And I think that's me and you, Matt. That's me and you. I am I honest, I'm gonna be really honest here. I don't feel like I am well educated on the trans experience like in general versus the trans experience in the kink scene as well so i'm really interested to learn a lot more about it and actually what recon can do to support um and navigate help trans people navigate their journey into kink and fetish so that for me is going to be a real learning experience and hopefully doing a bit more research into it because i just I, i just feel like i don't I need to do more. It's I know a question that we've sure. had a few times, you know, like, are trans people allowed at your events? Yeah. And the answer is yes. Yeah. Spoilers, don't ruin the podcast. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> but yeah, I think for me, I really want to, I want to learn more about um, yeah. the trans experience. So yeah, because I don't think I do enough personally. Mm. And I don't think Recon probably does enough as well. Um, so those are kind of our subjects for 2021. Any hopes, dreams, and aspirations, guys, for 2021? Well, that brings me to what I was... Oh, Lord. <laughs> See, as it's New Year's Day, um, <laughs> I feel that we should maybe all go around and say what are oh, fetish resolutions wait, for 2021. I hate doing this. We did this last year. And do I didn't do it. And I didn't do my resolution. Well, in fairness, we've not had much opportunity does this any, year. Does no, it wasn't. It wasn't for 2020. Yeah, no, it, wasn't. it was for 2019. But does anybody remember what they put down? I do remember. I said that I was going to do Gunge. Gunge? You did it though. No, I haven't done it. You went the pool or the- I haven't done it like in a session. I want to do a proper session. Antoine's was he was going to try and take the tip. Take, a, <laughs> take more than a finger. No. Yeah, I think yours was like, I'm going to try and take a tip. I promise I'll take more <laughs> than just a finger. Uh, okay. That's- Life. Okay. Oh, no, no, what? No, do some fresh ones. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to make resolutions. You know, you don't have to stick to them, but it's just hopes No, and, because hopes then it's dreams. just bullshit. Because then if you don't, like, I don't know. I feel like it's bullshit. One Go of on, my one. challenges started yesterday. Okay. And this is. On New Year's Eve. On New Year's See? Eve. <laughs> <laughs> this is embracing my, my fear or challenging myself with my fear or my uncomfortability with wearing 
leather. You know, okay. It's one of the things we talked about very often. And sometimes I've, because I'm such a rubber guy and I'm mm. such a lycra guy, when I wear leather, sometimes I feel like I'm a bit of a fraud. Yes. So it's, it's really a little out of my comfort zone, even though there are some things quite sexy and some things I really like. And I think it's one thing I need to get over. Okay. For myself. So that means that every time I see you wearing rubber, I should like slap your hand and you're wearing rubber leather well, now. Well, no. But just, <laughs> I just want to try to have a be- better balance with my yeah, I hear you. rubber to leather quota. Okay. But I mean, you know, rubber is just easier to travel with. So I have a good excuse. It for is. Side. Matt, on New Year's Day today, what is your first <laughs> resolution? I hate you. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just, I guess, continued... To yeah. be a massive whore. <laughs> Continuing to seek out fetish experiences. Um, I don't have any fetish hopes and inspiration. I just, I just don't want to, I just don't want to make, okay, I'll put Gunge back on the table. Okay. And I was really close because I was speaking with the people from. You came close in Chicago last year. Yes, but I, when I say Gunge, I want like a session. Yeah. Like I want a sexy Gunge session. And I have, and I came close with organizing something with, I won't say their name, but they're all about you know organizing it setting it up and do that shit and i just didn't find the time i'm a busy drag queen on the go then you should do it i it's will really good fun. It, i want to do it it will get messy but I, it I'm washes wearing, out easily girl, i'm wearing a swim cap no no then no. i'm not doing it you need that you need to feel it like dripping over not your on my hair girl no. yes it, yeah. it washes out easily. Bitch, no. It's just like washing your hair. Okay, whatever. I'm not doing that. Okay. Will, what's yours? I just I still have so many different things to, to try. But really? Still, <laughs> yeah. People, she's but tried everything. Now that I'm, you know, All young, those young free. Free <laughs> <laughs> and single. Do you know what I've never properly done, which I really want to get into, which is bondage and stuff. So okay. I want to do some bondage. That's it. So anyway, I was just thinking if we could all just cross arms and we could all what, shake hands, do a rendition of Old Lang Syne. No, <laughs> fuck oh, 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 look oh, my God. No, that was yesterday, apparently. That's when you did it. Stop it. Oh my God, you're such an idiot. I hate you. Happy New Year! <laughs> She's fired. She's fired. Um, well, that's the end of another episode. Thank you very much for sitting here with us today or sitting lying down, however you listen to podcasts, um, in the bath. I listen to mine in the bath. Hmm. I listen when I'm walking in the park. Oh, okay. See, whatever you're doing. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, If you've got any questions, interesting anecdotes, stories that you'd like to share with us, please do so. Um, Send us an email, podcast at recon.com. But for now, Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Will, you're unbearable. 2021, people. (laughs)